Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Sam the SLB, and alongside me today is the man behind the Twitter, Wrestling's Voice or Reason, Scott, as well as the third man, the man of many numbers, the ravishing sorcerer, John the Statman. We are coming to you from Above the Ring, Ship It Studios, premier wrestling podcast covering all things from AEWWE worldwide, coming to you Friday morning, Turner time. Guys, it is Revolution Weekend. This is our go-home show, our pick show. Mr. Zach will not be joining us, but we have his picks. We know what he's choosing. So he can lose. That's true. <laughs> he has no play. He can't defend himself this time. He's not <laughs> that's, here. That's right. That's <laughs> right. All the cheap pot shots. And they'll come back and I'll be like, oh, I won, guys. What are you going to say now? Because Absolutely <laughs> nothing. <laughs> so going into this, um, this is one of the pay-per-views that has the least amount of matches we've seen in a long time. Under t- As of right now, as of this recording, there's only eight matches. Part of that, I believe, has to do with the main event. MJF, mm-hmm. Brian Danielson, an Ironman match. Mm-hmm. The World Championship. Had the... Uh, it's bad enough this is a Sunday. And just a heads up, we will not be recording right away. We will be recording later in the week. We will have a post-show probably in a week, week out at this point. But with that being said, um, Scott... Do us a favor. Actually, John, do us a favor. Do you have any stats about Revolution at this point or anything Revolution-related besides the fact that you're not looking forward to it? I can think of one right off the top of the head since top off the top of my head since we mentioned how few matches are on this card. I think this is the first AEW Revolution to have no ladder match. Interesting. That's they right. had the ladder, they had the ladder match. A few nights ago on Wednesday night, instead of instead of Revolution, yep, which was a weird choice. But I, I think was... it's I think it ties into what you said, Sam, because they're doing a sixty-minute Iron Man match as the main event. Yeah, that makes sense. And you know, what? I'm not gonna lie. With that, with that being said, also look at these matches. There's a few singles matches, but even the tag team match. There's four tag teams. The uh the women's title matches three women in there, uh-huh. uh huh. We have a, the trios title on the line, so it's not just like a a lot of singles matches like we're used to. There's definitely a triple threat, uh four way on this card. But before we hop in and start making our picks, Scott, you want to lay down the uh the current the current scores for everybody. Current score, yes, please. All right. Mr. Zach still with a little bit of a stranglehold on the lead with four points so far this year. Uh, John Statman, is, uh, even though he came in halfway through, has jumped into second place after last uh, the last time. I think it was for the Rumble. Uh, he is at two points. He still has a clear path to absolute victory if he wins out. Uh, unfortunately for you and I, Sam, we're at one point, and uh, this is uh, this is the this is the end of the line for us if we don't get a win. Um, either together by ourselves or with John, we're out. So it's uh, yeah, we we <laughs> we gotta we gotta pick the the picks of our lives tonight to stay stay uh stay relevant this year, and especially with me being the defending champion, I'm I'm, I'm embarrassed by how terrible I've done this past year. Although it has been a difficult year for uh, a lot of reasons, but. I won't use too many excuses. I'm just doing terrible this year. I need to I need to get over myself. 
<laughs> Scott is going down almost as fast as the Rams did this season after winning oh, the Super Bowl the previous year. <laughs> right? Oh my God, it's true. <laughs> okay, so we're going to use our uh, most uh, reliable source here. Most important wrestling website of all time. Wikipedia. Of course. Um, That'll do it. Well, it's funny because you can't go to AEW.com. It doesn't have the match card for Revolution right. on their website. Yeah. So you have to go to Wikipedia for this stuff. Yeah. I don't know why. It's like every... I'm going to make a quick gripe here. It's like every week before like Dynamite... I try to do what Scott does and I never get to. It's like, oh, here's the photos for this week, all the matches. I'm going to save those and I'm going to post something. And then just before, like I go to post the first AEW Dynamite tweet, nothing, nobody has anything posted. I'm like, where did this go? Yep. They just had the card posted. Where is it? <laughs> but I think there might be fan pages. I don't know. It's, uh, yeah. You think they make it a little easier. But with that being said, we're going to hop right into this. Uh, I'm going off of uh, match number eight here. Um, Christian Cage taking on Jungle Boy Jack Perry. They no holds barred. I know when when this match was kind of announced on on Dynamite, you and I kind of lost our minds saying we thought this might have been a, a a buried alive match with Jungle Boy, you know, digging out the grave. And I was like, oh my god, this is fantastic! But still, no holds barred. Should be interesting. Um, I guess I'll take the first one tonight. Uh, I will pick. Um, I'll pick Jungle Boy. Honestly, uh, I I do. He needs to move on through past Christian and and move on to the mid card title scene. Uh, and obviously, this should have been done months ago, but obviously with Christian's injury, it wasn't possible. Now is the time to finish it out. It's going to be one hell of a brutal match. I wouldn't be surprised if this would be the first match. Really get the everything going with the crowd. Um, but I, I'm picking Jungle Boy to, to take the win on this one. Yeah, I got. I oh, oh sorry. Go, you want me? To I was go gonna. Say, I was gonna say. I was gonna follow up on that. I don't see. Go ahead. How you can continue the storyline like Christian win and then Jungle Boy fight? I think he's been fighting enough. Even if you want to do a rematch where Christian gets pissed off, it's like that's yeah, not fair. Blah 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 blah. You know, as my girlfriend says, you know, you know, he's turning like douchebag. He'll come back and he'll find a reason to have another fight. So I'm going with Jungle Boy. I think they can have a rematch. But I think at this point, Jungle Boy just needs the W. Yeah, I, I think this feud just needs to end. So I got I gotta I gotta agree with you guys. And I, I think Christian Christian had that. I mean, Christian because they Christian had that injury, this is way later than they wanted to finish out this feud. Uh, but I, I think the time is now Christian cage needs to put over jungle boy, Jack Perry and whatever he does after that, who knows? But yeah, I, I gotta go with jungle boy on this one and just, just let it be done. <laughs> and, uh, before we jump ahead, um, I'll do Mr. Zach's picks at the end before we jump over. So his pick for this one was also jungle boy. He feels the same way. Okay. The free space on the bingo board. Right. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Okay, going into this one. This is John's most looked forward to match of the night. The Elite <laughs> defending the EW World Trios titles against the House of Black. 
I am going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you my thoughts. I'm leave my pick. And I think John might agree with me here. Uh, slightly. Okay. I think the elite will win. Okay. However, that's a very safe pick. However, I really don't think they need the titles anymore. I mean, they've never need the titles. And honestly, they could use the L. You know, they've been on top for a while now. And the House of Black, they brought them back. And they've been here. And they're trying to make them this dominant force. And the problem with them the first time is they're supposed to be kind of like the whole Bray Wyatt and the, how, um, his family. He's supposed to be this dominant force and loss, loss, loss. How can he be a dominant evil force? The Undertaker, we're going to go to the Undertaker because he's like, when we're talking about supernatural characters, there's a reason why he had the streak. He was almost for a while, even in the Ruthless Aggression, he was like the end-all be-all. Of course, Teddy Long, you're going to go one-on-one with the Undertaker. <laughs> yep. With that being said, I'm going to pick the Elite, but I strongly believe the correct booking on this should be the House of Black. To really establish him as a dominant force. All right, John, what do you think? What do I think? Well, it's <laughs> a bunch of malarkey, I'll tell you. Could uh, I just type uh, in House Black? <laughs> you know, they, I agree with you, Sam, that they do need to do something with the House of Black. They, they, they had, they had the House of Black for, a little while and they didn't really do anything and then malachi black went away for his mental health reasons or whatever and then they brought him back you got to start doing something with them otherwise the same thing is going to happen again but at the same time i don't see old kenny and the bucks dropping their titles just yet this is a tough one because they don't have many trios to go up against. You can't really think of like a big, like a trio off the top of your head. Really? I mean, they have all these, they have all these wrestlers and you think they, you think that they, you think that you could, but I, I can't think of another one. I mean, you got the death death triangle. We've had it. You if you take Dan Housen out of the mix, you have best friends. If you wanted to be, Ballsy, you could do the acclaimed and Billy Gunn. Yep. I mean, they also have Top Flight yeah. and Air Fox. So I mean they 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 have yeah. they have a few, but they're none of them are at the star power of you know Kenny and the Bucks. And you know, I would say House of Black and maybe Death Triangle, well, actually probably Death Triangle too, would be like that second tier of like good teams. And everybody else is kind of they're good tag teams with a third person. Uh yeah. I don't think they're done playing with the House of Black just yet, so I'm going to say the Elite holds on to their their titles for now, and they'll probably they'll probably drop it on some episode of Dynamite down the line. I think with if they if they still have a feud with these guys, which it looks like they're going to. So I'll, I'll go. I mean, I don't like them, but I'll go with the Elite. For me, I feel like this is the beginning 
of a of a long feud between these six men. I don't think this is a one and done. I think that there's going to be some definite tormenting happening here uh, on Sunday. I think that this could be a really, really good match. Um, and, you know, just for... Oh, screw it. I'm going to say House of Black. Um, just, just because I feel like it'd be a bit of a shock. And I think that that would be good, especially if, if this feud turns into something. Um, and I'm, I'm also not going to lie. Uh, Mr. Zach's pick was also house of black and I was on the line and I wanted to hear what the two of you had to say. And both of you had very, very compelling arguments. And I almost went back and I'm like, you know what? I think, I think the house of black might shock the world. So, but like I said, I also think this is going to be a long feud. So them winning the title on Sunday, I think would be, would be pretty, pretty good. And I think, like you said, most needed for for House of Black. Yeah, I mean, I don't think John and I are going to be mad if the Elite lose the titles, and I'd like that. But again, like I said, I I want to play it safe. I want the House of Black to win, but I'm like, we're going to keep my cards here for now. Right, right. Now, with that being said, fantasy booking... You know, we've had this talk. We'll go back to the. If the House of Black lose. I'm going to say something. John knows where I'm going with this. What are the chances they hold on to these titles? Hear me out. They're still signed. He's still signed. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but what if you had CM Punk and FTR decide, come back on Sunday? They could show up on Sunday and cause the elite to lose. Just by hearing the music. You hear Punk's music, they freak out. Like, and then House of Black, boom, Malachi hits his uh, I, his finisher, and that's the end. You ever know. I think that discussion could be an episode in itself. Oh, oh, we will definitely discuss yeah. this. <laughs> Our next ATR show. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I think, well, some serious apologies need to be thrown around before CM Punk works with the elite. Right. That's, that's my thoughts on that. I'm like, CM Punk ain't going to work with these chuckleheads until there's some, uh, until there's some talks beforehand. Right. Because who's to say, who's to say the elite won't like if the, if he's in a match if the elite are in a match with Punk and FDR let's just say hypothetically who's to say that the elite won't like hurt CM Punk on purpose in the match like as a shoot it's true no it's very true no it's or or the other way around right like what if like Punk take I mean Punk already fought them once I mean who's to say that I mean you never know so I mean that that that's something I think that needs to be seriously worked out before. It, it's entirely possible, but I, I think there's a lot of things that need to happen before that. Right. No, uh, before uh, something like that occurs. Rightfully yeah. so. And, you know, I won't go too far into it. So Kenny was on this oral sessions and even the stuff, he kind of brought it up, but he was also like, there are things we just can't even, he's like, this stuff about this is, is absolutely ridiculous. 
Like, it's just like, and he's not talking about either of our sites, just like from an inside looking out, looking how people from outside are looking in. He's like, it's from both sides. We're just like, this is, but they can't talk about legally. So who knows? You know, there's, there's so many legal things about this, but I want to plant that seed now. Yeah. So if it happens on Sunday, we can have our discussions. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. So. Which we got to uh, drop that one. Yeah. Um. Next up, we have a triple threat for the women's title. Jamie Hayter, Soraya, and Ruby Soho. I'm going to, I'm just going to go, I'm going to go out swinging, guys. Soraya's winning the title. Wow. All right. Soraya uh... is going to win the title. They brought in possibly the biggest woman's wrestler in WWE prior to the horsewomen to bring her in. And she's been on almost every week. You almost, she's always on, always on, always on. Jamie's been champion for 102 days. Yeah. If Ruby got it, wouldn't be again, I wouldn't be mad who wins this match, but the way Soraya has been, and we're talking about we're going to talk about MJF later, but she's kind of pushing towards heel with whatever you know whatever they're doing. Mm. I would like a, another shit talking woman's champion. Who didn't get sick of Brit like when when Brit was champion? Man, I love when she just shit talk and shit talk and shit talk. So that I'm gonna sorry I'm coming out swinging. That's that's my pick on that one. Hmm. This is a tough one. I mean, Jamie Hayter's been a decent champion. I didn't think it was 100 days. I was like, holy cow. Holy cow. It's been that long since she gained that title. Uh, all right. First, I asked a process of elimination here. Ruby Soho, no way. No, I, I don't see the title uh, dropping to her. Uh, right now, Soraya. Maybe I mean she's definitely signed with this company for a reason, and she's been uh, the way she's been booked. I think has been terrible since she came back. She had that huge pop when she returned, and and it was great i mean the people were so happy and but AEW has that habit of you know these surprise these surprise appearances and then they just the it just downhill from from there i i think with soraya that's definitely it's definitely been the most apparent cuz now she's this weird heel with tony storm <laughs> and and you don't really know what's going on uh with them but Maybe it's in her contract somewhere that she gets a singles title at some point. You know, I mean, she's competing again when she thought she wouldn't be able to. You know, they've cleared her too. And yeah, I, I mean, it's it's possible. So, I mean, you know what? I will. I wasn't going to go that route beforehand, but you know what? I'll pick Soraya. I'm sure she'll have the title at some point. And you know what? Maybe maybe she doesn't pin Jamie Hayter. Maybe she pins Ruby Soho. 
And that ends up as a thing with Jamie Hayter says, well, you never pinned me. So then sets up something down the line, possibly, I think. It makes a lot of sense. <clears throat> yeah. I just, I don't know. Maybe it's just. I like the fact that Jamie's been defend, defending the title more than just like every pay-per-view. Like she's been defending it during the show. She defended it on Rampage. Like I, I, I like that about her. She's done a great job. I think as champion. I think it's too early for Soraya. Soraya's only had what three matches, maybe, if that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was around there. So if they're just going to give her the championship, what's she going to do? Not defend it for two, three months until we we roll around to the next pay per view? I think that would be a terrible move. Tony's not a lackey, so they're not going to have people go through Tony Storm to get to her. I believe Tony Storm will get involved during this match. Um, probably also Britt Baker. Um, poor Ruby doesn't seem to have anybody on her side. So kind of like what you said, John, she's unfortunately eliminated from that. But I think that I think that Jamie Hader is still going to hold on to this. So I'm going to pick Jamie Hader, Jamie Hader to re- to retain. I just can't speak today. That's that's fine. Um, but I'm thinking the champ's going to retain. It's going to be a ridiculous match. There's going to be lots of shenanigans in this match, but I think Jamie's going to retain. Um, but it's funny enough, Mr. Zach agreed with both of you and picked uh, Soraya to, to become the new AEW Women's Champion. So I might lose out on this whole thing, or I might get the leg up. I don't know. But Did, did you give also the trio's title result for the Mr. Zach? Yes, he was House of Black. He was House of Black. Okay. I just, right. totally blank for a minute. Okay, cool. Okay, here's a probably the only like regular singles match. Probably the only regular match this whole pay per view. If you want to call it normal, right? Well, even this one has its own stipulation. It does. Chris Jericho and Ricky Starks taking each other on. We have the Jericho Appreciation Society are banned from ringside. Which, if they're banned from ringside, doesn't mean other people can't be. It's very true. Did you see they changed the verbatim? First, first, I think a few weeks ago or something, it was everybody was banned from ringside. And then they changed it to the JAS are banned from ringside. If that doesn't scream, somebody's showing up during this match. Yeah. I don't know what mm-hmm. does. It's like, it's like, all right, now what's happening? <laughs> yep. Um, for me, I'm still going to pick Ricky. I think uh, this is kind of like the same thing with Jungle Boy and Christian. Jericho doesn't need this win. Honestly, Starks doesn't need this win either, but it's, he he needs it more than Jericho does. So I, I'm just gonna I'm gonna pick Ricky to win this. I'm gonna go. I want to say Ricky, but looking at these stipulations and JAS can't show up. It makes me think that somebody's debuting at this pay-per-view. Definitely possible. It's been a while since we've had a debut. True. Um, And who knows? Like, we know Ring of Honor just started taping. So maybe some from Ring of Honor, Ricky goes down there. Who maybe. knows? Just throwing maybe. ideas up there. Yep. As as we record this, ROH is, is currently airing. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> I want Ricky to wing in... I think somebody's going to show up and cause some shenanigans to let Chris win. 
but because not every match can have a special ending, I'm going to just say Ricky. I'm going to say Ricky gets this, and he's able to move forward. You had me for a minute there, Sam. I thought you were going to say Jericho. I was close. I was torn. <laughs> uh, there's one thing I've learned over the last couple of years. It's go, it says, nobody escapes a feud with Chris Jericho unscathed. <laughs> That's so true. And uh, I, I think Ricky Starks is his next victim here. Which sucks because Ricky Starks is great. And, you know, entering a feud with Jericho, it was like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and, and he, he's got to get away from Jericho as quickly as possible. But I, I think this is one where I, I, I don't want to pick him, but I think Jericho, I think Jericho is going to beat him. I think some shenanigans is going to go down, even though the his appreciators are banned from ringside. That eh. and and Ricky Starks is going to fall into obscurity after this, and it's uh, I I hope not. But I, I really I really hope not. But he's one of the few who I don't think has ever fallen into obscurity. He's always been in the mid card. He's been consistently ever since he was part of um, Team Taz. He's also he's he hasn't moved that high up the card, but I don't think he's ever gone to like dark. Well, he was in a world title match with MJF. Yeah, but like he he hasn't gone to dark order levels where they're like big here, and then like you don't see him for like two months, and then they they show up like, oh shit, they're still signed. Forget about that. Right. Yeah. I think he's a little safer. But what do I know? I'm not a booker. I'm just a nerd who likes the podcast about this stuff. <laughs> That's exactly what the three of us are. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, Mr. Zach uh, agrees with, with Sam and I, and he is picking Ricky Starks to get the oh, win. Oh, I'm the outlier. Okay. That's all right, though. That could work in your favor. We'll see. Favor. We'll see. Okay, following that, we have the AWTNT Championship match. Samoa Joe taking on Wardlow. What are we going with here, guys? How are we feeling about this one? Do you think the king of television remains the king of television after Sunday, John? Um. So this is a returning Wardlow we have here. Uh... Uh, I believe he still has the Ring of Honor television title, right? Correct. All right, Wardlow's winning then. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, Wardlow. I think, I, I, I think they want to. They probably want to put the TNT title back on him, and uh, maybe dissipate this feud with with between Samoa Joe and Wardlow and Samoa Joe focuses on defending the ring of honor television title on the, the, the tapings they're going to be having every Thursday now. Uh, so I, I, I think, I mean, I think Wardlow needs another, needs a, uh, needs a singles title again too. You know, uh, it'll, it'll help him out a little bit, but I love Samoa Joe, but he'll still have a belt even after this. So I'll go with Wardlow. 
Good call. Good call. I guess the real question here, and I'm you know, I'm gonna shoot to the shoot to the point here. I'm with John here. If we're in Ring of Honor, if Ring of Honor is happening now, and now with less than a month, we have Supercard. So not only is Ring of Honor right. back, we have Supercard. We need yep. Samoa Joe focused on this event coming up and these tapings. So I'm going to award low. But the real question here is, is Wardlow without the bun better than Wardlow with the bun? Very important. This is like the Lashley with pa- Lashley with pants, Lashley without pants. Very similar logic here. Punk with pants, punk without pants. <laughs> Hashtag Wardlow without bun. Wardlow no bun. Wardlow no bun. I like Wardlow, it. Wardlow without the bun. He looks like a used car salesman right now. Kind of does. Just- yeah. Would you say that in, in, in like Spanish? Would be like Wardlow sin bun. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> I hundred percent agree with both of you. Um, Samoa Joe needs to go to ROH. Focus on ROH, like you said. Supercard of Honor is at the end of, of end of this month. So we need to have a whole feud start brewing with and you know within ROH television. So he doesn't need to have both belts. Like you said, he's like John said, he's still going to be the king of television for ROH. Wardlow needs this. He could take it, but you remember, he also has Powerhouse Hobbs on next week's Dynamite. So he may be a transitional champion. Ooh, which which might be, you know, a bit of a pain. I don't know. Who knows? It could be interesting, but I think Wardlow will, will get the win here as well. Uh, and Mr. Zach agrees with all of us. He also picked Wardlow to, to become the new TNT champion. They got me wondering, what if Samoa Joe keeps it, but then loses it to Powerhouse? That's also definitely possible. That's awesome. Well, they technically, they've done tapings. They've done tapings. Right. So... Huh. I'm keeping my my choice, but this this opens up. This is interesting. Okay. Cool. Next up, we have John's second favorite match of the night. <laughs> John Moxley taking on Hangman Adam Page <laughs> in a Texas death match. You mean you mean the Texas death match emanating from San Francisco, California? Is that the match you mean? Yeah, where it's unlikely to. <laughs> I, yes, I, I got nothing. I... <laughs> oh my god, Moxley and and Hangman. This should just be a first blood match, but then no, that match be like will be over in two seconds. Yeah, <laughs> the entrance. Oh, somebody oh. would start bleeding. Well, I ring the bell. It's in it. We're done. <laughs> Honestly, though, like we should have like an underbet of how many pints of blood will be lost in this match. Like, oh my god, the ring, the ring, the the canvas of the ring is gonna be just beet red. They're gonna have to. (laughs) They're gonna have to change it. Remove remove layers, and it's like stained seven layers deep. Yeah, I'm calling it now. Oh my god, yeah. This will be the third to last match because you can't have a five minute death match. That's true. This This is third to last match. They'll put something in that's a little slower, and then it'll be the main event. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that's yeah. a good spot for it. Either that or you start the show with this thing. Because <laughs> just, I just get the is, blood out of the way. Right, exactly. Yeah. 
Um, This will be easily, easily 20 to 25 minutes of just pure carnage. And it's, it's going to be, for those of you who love watching blood and gore, this is, this is going to be the match for you. (laughs) I'm actually honestly really interested to see what Ashley thinks of this. (laughs) So she's going to love this. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, Uh, I'm going to pick Adam page. Um, I, I'm just, I'm just gonna, yeah. Um, I think Mox has just been talking too much shit, and I, I think he needs a little bit of humble pie. And uh, I, they need to do something with Adam Page because you, John talked about the dropping into obscurity. I feel like Page might have a little bit of, you know, a little bit of trouble if he doesn't get the win here. So I think that him going over Moxley would be a huge step in the right direction for page well i see i see it a little bit differently okay that's fine i i think i think moxley's gonna take the win here okay because i this this match is just right up his alley and i mean it's I want to be excited for this match, but I'm not. Because we see, but especially with Moxley, we see stuff like this every single week with him. Every week he's busted open. He's doing, uh, I don't know, he's, he's eating the bones of somebody. He's drinking the blood of somebody else every single week. There's no, it's not a surprise anymore. Like, it's not a cool thing to say, oh, look, he's busted open. Oh, look, he went through the table. Right. I mean, it's just blasé at this point. And eh, I I mean, this match, I mean, we'll see how they do it. I think this is the third time they're facing off now, I believe. So I think the first time they he, is when Hangman got knocked out. Well, fourth time. Fly on. It's the fourth oh, time. It's the fourth time. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. Mox is currently up two to one. Oh, oh, okay. I didn't know that. But you know, I, I'll still go with Moxley on this because I mean, he just he just loves to do stuff like this because of the sicko that he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll go with we'll go with Moxley. I'm going to go with Scott in this one. And I think this goes back to what was talked about back in September. It's been over six months now. Moxley, before, just after All Out, was supposed to go on a long-needed vacation. And I could tell... And you know what? We'll go back to when he got knocked out, when Adam Page got knocked out. I bet you he wasn't pissed that he got knocked out. I bet you he was pissed because he's like, fuck, I'm supposed to go on vacation still. <laughs> yep. You know, he's he's been working. He's you know what? If if AW, aside from Chris Jericho, has had a constant, it's been Moxley. And Moxley, yeah. despite whether you like his, you know, hardcore aesthetic or not, he's a workhorse and he hasn't stopped. In two weeks, they start these house shows on the 18th in Ohio. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I wouldn't be surprised if he like steps back a little bit from TV 
and does some house show time, spend some time with his family. <clears throat> I I just I think for sake of argument, I think Paige is going to win solely for the fact. I think I think uh, Moxley needs a, needs a quick break before we, they start doing these house show series. Yeah, I, I it's funny that you mentioned the break because before we were going to do this, I was like kind of thinking about how I would go about these these things, and I'm like, oh yeah, Moxley was supposed to take a break, wasn't he? And I completely forgot it when I went through my whole spiel. So yeah, that just that just fortifies it for me. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, and uh, Mr. Zach actually agrees with with you and I, Sam. You picking Adam Page as well to win this match. Wow. It's so weird going through this in like a matter of 25 minutes. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Up next, we have the four-way tag team match between the guns, the acclaimed, Orange Cassie and Danhausen. Ooh. And of course, everyone's favorite tag team, Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. So interesting mix up. Mm. Props to Orange Cassidy for working two matches on Dynamite. Right. I'll just say that. Who wants to give a go on this one? Who wants to give a go? <laughs> well, I'm gonna. I'll go go if you want me to. <laughs> uh, uh, this is a weird. What a weird mix up for this four way tag team match. Mm-hmm. Like what? Like Orange Cassidy and Danhausen? Like how the hell did they? I I know how I I I because I watched Dynamite, but still, how the heck did they get thrown into this? Well, apparently, like, best friends were deemed they're injured to wrestle. Yeah, so though, so they got thrown into the match yeah. at the last minute. But yeah, the, all right. The process of elimination again. <laughs> Those two are out. Yep. They're not they're not getting no tag team gold. And uh Jay Lethal, Jeff Jarrett, I, I don't see that happening either right now. Uh but so you're left with the guns and the acclaimed. Well, on one hand, the guns just got the title by some huge surprise a number of weeks ago on Dynamite. And that just like, I mean, people still like the acclaimed, but I I don't think they're as over as when they, uh, when they will before, even before they won the belts. Right. I don't think that I, I think they've kind of lost their steam a little bit. I mean, not, not entirely, but I mean, does it help them if they play hot potato with the the world tag team titles? I, I don't know. But I think they Tony must have done some weird he must have thought something here for some reason to put these title this these titles on the guns. So I, I don't see them I don't see them dropping it right away. I, I think it's too soon. So I'm gonna keep it I'm gonna keep it on the guns. The guns for now. 
What you guys think? I'm gonna go. I'm I'm gonna agree with you on this one. Unless I don't like when the belt plays hot potato. Yeah. And I think for the fact that the guns had this long feud and they finally got the titles and now they're they could lose them to somebody else. I don't think the acclaimed in the gun club that feud needs a belt. I don't think that feud needs a belt. So if they gave it to mm-hmm. one of the other teams for them to continue feuding, awesome. But again, uh, first of all, first off, Jay Lethal, hands down, going to Ring of Honor. He, he belongs there. I mean, I love Jay Lethal, but he's a Ring of Honor guy. He's been Ring of Honor since like day one. He's going over there. And I'm not surprised Jeff Jarrett's going over there too. Right. And they'll probably bring both the other two in the group too. So, yeah. Uh, and again, Dan, uh, Danhausen and Orange Cassidy, logically speaking to me, are the only people who I think would take them. However, Orange is already a champion, and Danhausen doesn't wrestle enough currently on television. So I'm going to stick with the guns. I would love the, I mean, the acclaimed. I liked what they did with the belts. I think I'm going to say something really probably drastic. I can't think of another tag team that had those belts over. Like, for like, since uh, that team, for whatever reason, I don't think AEW got a pop from a lot of other talent like the acclaimed could. You know, CM Punk can do it. John Moxley, when he first showed up, could do it. Chris Jericho, depending on the city, he could do it. The acclaimed every single week. Yep. But now I think they need to like go off, maybe feud with the guns a little bit, but the guns are keeping this. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I was, I was jokingly gonna pick Jay and Jeff, but then when you mentioned ROH, I was like, oh yeah. Never mind. Just kidding. Um, I'll I'll go with the guns as well. Uh, I I just like you said, playing hot potato with the title, it's not a good thing. I, I I'm not a fan of it at all either. Uh, and honestly, the guns have put in the work. Like they've been there for a long time. They did a lot of good things with their dad, and of course, them going off and being part of the firm. And now they're tag team champions, and I don't see them losing it on Sunday either. So I'm going to pick the guns to retain. And Mr. Zach as well has agreed with all three of us, and he picked the guns as well. Cool. We're on the same page then. Mm-hmm. Last course, but not least. That's right. <laughs> we're not even going to talk about this one. Guys, end the show. Take care. Bye. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> all right. Seriously. We'll see you next time. <laughs> uh, main event, we're getting a 60-minute Iron Man match between Brian Danielson and MJF for the time. There's a lot of good matches on this card, I think, story-wise. When it comes to what will be or may be the best match of the night, I think the main event, I can't think of it. Like, yeah, the Elite in the House of Black will be good. Christian Cage and Jungle Boy will be good. Jericho and Starks can deliver. This one, you're getting Brian Danielson for an hour. 
Right. Going against MJF, who despite him not even wrestling a lot on TV, has not necessarily had a bad match when he's in the ring. Right. How I... I think this will be the match of the night. I, I, I know it's the main event, mm. but like looking at the circumstance, this is this this is going to be the match that everyone's going to remember from this pay-per-view. And again, MJF is taking this belt. Scott and I, we've been since day one. When the time comes, MJF has that fucking belt for a year. He's your, I don't want to say your next tribal chief. I know the WWE marks will go, you know, you dreamy chief. Fucking no. But he's going to have the belt for a year. You really want a douchebag who's going to talk shit every time he comes out. Like, I want somebody to get that belt off of him. He's this guy. MJF's keeping this. Yep. 100%. 100%. I, I see, I foresee how this is going to go. Brian Danielson, the first 20 minutes, is going to get two or three falls right off the rip. MJF's going to get nothing. Then MJF's going to get himself disqualified by using some sort of weapon. And then he'll get rapid succession, either pinfalls or submissions from Daniel Bryanson to come back. And then the last like five minutes is going to be just pure insanity. And MJF will score the last pin in the last minute. I'm telling you right now, this is how I foresee it happening. I, the future looks a little different in my <laughs> eyes. Well, obviously, obviously MJF, there's no way he drops the title. It'll be him all the way, 100%, all across the board. I see it as they tie. I was about to say this. I was about to say this, John. They tie. They tie at the end of this 60-minute Iron Man match. And I think when an Iron Man match is tied, the wrestler, one of the wrestlers, they request to have a sudden death hmm. or something like that. So I see it as Brian Danielson is like, all right, come on, let's go, let's go uh, sudden death, like one more. But the other the other wrestler can either accept or deny it. Like either way, if they tie, MJF keeps the title. True. So I see it as like Brian Danielson is like begging. He's like pleading. He's like, come on, like one more. Like, come on, you, you're a coward. You you can, you like on all this. And then MJF's like, nah, fuck you. And he just walks off and he keeps his, and he keeps his belt. Let's, let me look at, let's see. Da, 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 da. On the occasions of a draw, a sudden death final fall may be requested by either side. Okay. So you're right. Aha. Yeah. Uh -huh. Okay. The, the only the only problem I see with that type of finish is that this isn't on television. This is on pay-per-view. This could hurt them financially because people can request for um, returns and get <laughs> and refunds off of this type of stuff. So I think there needs to be a definitive winner in this match. But I do like I do like what you're saying. Uh, MJF could be like, no. I'm not going to do it. Maybe we then have Tony Khan come out and go, too bad. He he requested it. We have sudden death. I don't know. That's just, that's just, that's just logically thinking. Like if I was at that event, like at the, in, in San Francisco, watching that happen, I'd be furious 
if that main event ended in a tie, especially after being an hour long. That's just me. That's just my opinion. Yeah. I feel like they have to have something definitive. They got it. They got to have a quality match. Hopefully, I mean to help. Hopefully, help that. And do do you think? Because I'm looking at I'm looking at Wikipedia here. Do you think there's a chance they could just up and go? Guess what? Um, we're gonna have an Iron Man match. If it's a draw, right in a sudden death. If they say it off the bat. Then I'm I then I tend to agree with what John said that it's going to end as a tie. If they don't, I like I would like to see like a little bit of chaos. Like what's going to happen? Like is this really going to end as a tie? And then you know have something mm. happen where it doesn't end up being a tie at the end. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting. There's definitely going to be some well, some shenanigans from something. It does it does say this. I mean, this is the reliable source that wikipedia is but it does have it does have a sentence here and i swear this was not written by me that sudden deaths sudden deaths are especially common in title matches yeah it does make sense i mean yeah. honestly we could go zero zero i think that would be a lot of fun if there's no falls whatsoever didn't and i'm gonna i'm gonna i feel like i've seen an Iron Man match like that. Yeah, Omega and Brian Anderson. There was that one, but I also thought it was his last... Uh, I thought it was uh, Omega Okada 4, where they went into like overtime or something like that. I, I don't know. That wouldn't surprise me either. One of, the, one of the big ones I remember was on an episode of Monday Night Raw in like 2005. It was uh, Kurt Angle and Shawn Michaels. I remember that one. That was a tie. Yep. There was also, I think, a, a Shawn Michaels John Cena match that was a sixty-man minute Iron Man match that went to overtime too. I think, I think, I, yeah, they've had I some good so. ones. I, I yeah. think this, I think this could be a really, really good match. I, I either want it to be like six-five or zero or one-zero. Like I really want it to be one or the other. Sorry, I, I would love to see MJF just go nuts for sixty minutes and not not give up a pinfall. This is only this. This is the second Iron Man match in AEW history. Yep, which is surprising. Um, but yeah, that's actually that's not one that's thrown around very often. So I guess it's not surprising. Yeah, I think with I think Iron Man matches have to be has to be the right talent. It has right. to be the right, right. moment. Like the again, right story. Yeah. Let's. I mean, we talk about. Kenny and Brian Danielson, great off the bat. I mean, we were just like, oh, yeah, this is going to be the second half of the show. And then it was like the first half of the show. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Um, <laughs> and to correct, Kenny Omega and Kazuchika Okada, it was a no time limit, two out of three falls, which went to almost an hour five. Oof. <laughs> and I like long matches. Don't get me wrong. Like the New Japan man events or even like a classic... Uh, Anything that Bret Hart was in, because he was in what six of them? Yeah, he was in a lot of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, I before we, that, I, just, I just hate that they're doing this on a Sunday night. I know. Like, geez. we've we've been spoiled. 
and getting Saturday right. pay-per-views and premium live events. Like, and now they're throwing like, a Sunday back at us. I'm like, God damn it. Well, like I don't have to work this Monday coming Monday, thankfully, but, but still for the, for those where you guys do. Yeah. So, I mean, and for those that do, it's like, ugh, like just what time's the yep. uh, defenders game. That is uh one o'clock. I'll oh, be at nice. something. Yeah. Oh, that's not bad. On a Sunday. Yeah. Because the Roughnecks are playing at seven, eight. Oh, oh no. So, yes. <laughs> and they don't really have an on-demand option to go back and watch a game on ESPN Plus. So I might have to, I might oh. honestly have both side by side. Just to keep an eye on both. Yeah. Could yeah. That, yeah. Um, But no, I'm, I'm glad that the number is below 10 as of right now. As of right now. For matches, Not- yeah, definitely. Oh, and before we before we go anywhere, um, Mr. Zach does also agree with all of us. Picks MJF to re- to retain. All right, awesome. So, just for reference, I wanna I wanna start doing an MJF clock here, Scott, <laughs> because the man, like I said, he's had the belt for a little bit now. He currently is. Let me see. Let me see. The ninth champion, 101 days as of this recording. So it'll be 102 when wow. this drops. Yep. Then 104 during the pay per view. Uh huh. He is the fifth in terms of length on this belt. Next up is Jericho with 182. So, okay. So just things to think about, everybody. Mm-hmm. It won't be until after Double or Nothing he surpasses Chris Jericho. So, I'll be counting. 365, <laughs> folks. MJF 365. There you go. Print it. That's a shirt. <laughs> that's probably that's probably something they'll do when that time comes. Probably. He'll be the longest reigning champion at that point. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Omega had 346. John Moxley with his three title runs is 347. So... Yeah. You gotta give him. You give him that thing where I've held the belt for four hundred days. I'm untouchable. I'm the greatest. There, you know, our girlfriends are like, "Hey, he's a fucking nine. Blah 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 blah. It's like, yeah, but he's better than you, and you, and you know, know it. it. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. We're looking forward to Revolution. Uh, if you don't already do so, please make sure you follow us on. Twitter at Above the Ring. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Above the Ring. You can find myself as this will be official. Scott is Scott at JStream. And John as John the Statman. We're on all streaming platforms. If there's one that you cannot find us on, please let us know. And we'll put ourselves on there on your streaming platform. Please make sure you like, share, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review. Tell people why Ship It Studios and Above the Ring is a podcast of your choosing and why they should listen to us as well. Thanks so much for listen- listening. It is Revolution Weekend. Don't forget to ship it. And as always, do not forget to join the Bedlam. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, 
fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.